we're dealing with uh, Free From uh, this series, and today, Free From the Curse. Okay, and uh, you might think, yeah, <coughs> Curse of the Were-Rabbit. <coughs> well, we're not quite dealing with that. Okay, uh, but we will be um, dealing with it. Um, what, is, what does that mean? It's kind of a language I don't really understand. Um, and we'll be dealing with it in a minute. First, we're going to read the scripture, which is in uh, Galatians 3. Uh, we're basically teaching through the whole book of uh, Galatians today. Can I just, before I do that, just recommend um, Tim Keller's book, which I have dug into um, these last couple of weeks, um, on Galatians, uh, along with other stuff. But I actually found this so simple and clear and forthright. Uh, uh, I, I really want to recommend it. I can't tell you the price, but it won't be that much. Um, just a really good, really helpful to go along with the series that we're doing right now. So there we go. Um, even so, Abraham, here we are, onto the scripture. Okay. Even so, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Therefore, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are sons of Abraham. The scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, All the nations will be blessed in you. And then those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. For as many are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Now that, no, now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident, for the righteous man shall live by faith. However, the law is not of faith. On the contrary, he who practices them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, in order that... In Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Let's just pause a moment. Uh, this whole passage, uh, Galatians is a book which is stuffed full of absolute truth. This passage here it kind of brings out the truth that is in really the whole Bible in just a few verses. Almost like you could say, as I look at these verses, thinking, actually, that says it all. It actually explains everything you need to know. You guys up there in the stalls, everything you need to know today. He's saying, actually, can you just refer me quickly? I, I, I haven't got time to read the whole Bible. Just tell me quickly, what is it? You're going to hear that today. So the whole gamut of actually where we stand in God, what Christ has done for us, where you are right now with God, you're in either two places right now, here today, is all coming out of this passage. So it's power-packed. It's like, it's like concentrated juice that is just kind of, it, need, it needs a little bit of watering. So that's why I'm going to explain it. Um, I want to home on, first of all, on this whole issue of curse. Okay, curse. 
isn't something we really understand in our common parlance. Um, we relegate it more to sort of Harry Potter land, don't we? Uh, some ignorance, primeval, superstitious, sort of religious thing. Uh, I curse you. Uh, and um, it, we really, it doesn't really mean anything in our, in our culture. Um, and yet, Paul here uses it to explain our understanding of God. If we don't grapple with its meaning and reality, then we really can't understand why it's so important to be free of it. Why is it so important to be free of the curse? Well, we don't really understand that unless we understand, well, what is the curse? What does that mean, Matthew? So we realize that it isn't just some sort of magic bad omen, okay? I'm cursed, okay? Um, that, that, that he's talking about here. Neither is just a, a denouncing, okay? What I mean by that is this kind of like we can denounce something. You say, I curse you, you know? Um, and, and, you know, we almost have that when we kind of have political debates and we have, you know, two leaders, as we will be seeing over this year, uh, political debates. That they have sort of take pot shots and they kind of, they almost kind of curse each other as they're kind of doing it. God isn't standing over us and saying, you're just wrong, you sinners, you, you know, this is, you know, I'm saying this to you. He's not doing that, okay? Often we can feel like that. We can feel like often people have an image of God wagging his finger at us and saying, you know, you slimy, dirty, you know, sinners, you. Um, I want to say to you, it's far worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> the curse actually means to reject, okay? He doesn't just say it over us, oh, you nasty people, you. He says, no, no, I am saying you are completely rejected from me. I can't come anywhere near you. I reject you utterly. He distances himself. He casts us out. He counts us as failing the quality test. And he discards us. We've got to understand this truth first before we can understand the good news. You actually have to understand the truth of where we stand with God. It is like a factory line that is producing lots of useful objects and someone is there. Give me a wave if you've ever worked in a factory line. Yeah, great. Got a few, few hands up. You, you, you've got this thing going by and you're looking and people are looking and making sure, okay, this is it. Whatever it is, okay? Here it is. It could be toys. It could be pots. It could be anything. You know, cars. You know, you've got things that are coming through and you've got somebody there who's the quality control person who is going, uh-uh, take that out. No, that one's wrong, that one's, that one's rejected, that one's rejected, that one's rejected. That's what they're doing. They're going down the line, making sure that the quality that's coming through is perfect. This is the line, this is the point of what we're saying is the right. This is how the goods should look. And all these other things are marred. They are slightly wrong. They're slightly being produced wrong. And they actually need to be discarded. Okay? They're not up to scratch. And it's similar for us. 
We all know what rejection feels like, don't we? Okay? We don't have to live very long. Whether you've sort of got childhood memories of uh, not being chosen for the football team, not getting into that university that you wanted to get into, not getting that job that you wanted, not getting that promotion. No, sorry, you haven't got it. So you get the letter. Sorry, you're unsuccessful. We know what rejection feels like. Okay? For some things, it's, it's perfectly reasonable. Matthew, you are just rubbish at football. That's why you're not in the team, okay? <clears throat> that's it. And I, you know, that, that's fair, fair comment. You know, fair comment. There's some things are just like, yeah, I understand that. Okay. Other things are just unfair. They just seem like they're dependent on who somebody knew or whether your face fitted or not. And that just seems unfair. Oh, yeah, you're choosing them because you just like the look of them. You know, they're just their friends with so-and-so, and that's why they've got that job, isn't it? The point is this, that actually it's something we can all relate to. We all understand what that feels like in terms of rejection. Okay? So here goes the quiz. Right? We're gonna, I thought it would be fun to have a quick quiz to look at some of the recent news items. I've got eight news items, okay? And one that's a little bit, not quite a news item, but I've used it anyway, because it's just, because I, I wanted to. Okay? And, uh, <laughs> and they're all connected to rejection. Okay? Here's the first one. Okay? What is it? Anybody got some? This is right in the news, right now. This week, okay? So it's something about Parliament, okay? I know it's Westminster, all right? Yeah, I no, understand that. Uh, <clears throat> any, got any ideas? Any ideas who this lady is? Her name is Angela Eagle. I had to look that up, so I didn't know it automatically. Uh, Angela Eagle. So this is about the uh, Labour's proposals to ban second jobs for MPs. You heard that on the news? That uh, saying, well, you know, can't, you can't work on a second job, you know. Uh, and basically they, they had a thing, a thing about it. They, they got together and they decided, no, we're going to reject that uh, proposal. We're going to say, no, we jolly well can. Um, so that was, that was the first rejection. The second one's a little more humorous. <laughs> this is... Uh, <laughs> This is the Academy Awards, Scarlett Johansson rejecting uh, John Travolta's advances. Uh, doesn't she look, yes, she definitely does not look like she's uh, uh, enjoying that. Uh, <laughs> Number three. <clears throat> it's a bit more serious, this one. This is... Sorry? Greece. Uh, it, I, it could have been, it's not. It's... Um, I, uh, ISIS uh, telling that Christians have three choices, okay? Either they reject their faith and become Muslims, they stay Christians and pay heavy fines and conform to strict Islamic rules, or they reject both proposals and face war. Those are the three options they've given Christians, okay? Number four... This is the cow at, you won't know this, unless you're German, maybe. Uh, this is the cow at the agricultural show in Verden, Germany, uh, that is uh, rejecting attempts to pose it for a photograph. Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was a funny picture. Um, <clears throat> number f next one, five. 
Who's got this? Yes, BBC3 is getting axed. Okay, uh, BBC wants to close the channel even though 270,000 people have signed a petition rejecting the plan to close it. Okay, uh, number six. Who are these two people? I actually have met one of these. Um, so this is Butler Sloss and... Uh, so it's actually Fiona Wolf and Butler Sloss, okay, if you want the way you're looking at it, um, were rejected uh, as being um, um, not great judges for the new child abuse inquiry, okay, because they had certain affiliations uh, to people. Um, so they, they rejected them, right, and they stood, they stood down. Uh, number seven, okay, only those who know Wolf Hall, yes, so what is it? For those who are watching Wolf Hall, this is your chance. Thomas Moore, thank you, Chris. Uh, Thomas Moore, who obviously rejected the whole thing of Henry uh, being in charge of the church. Okay, um, a great series if, you if you're not watching it. And finally, we have... Now, this is more difficult. You see, if you're a bit geeky, a bit sort of uh, particularly uh, Apple fans, this, this is for you. Okay. So, okay, so Apple have started to reject apps that have <laughs> games in them that include guns, okay? So the guns are going out and they're putting in other things. So they're taking the guns out of their games. This is kind of interesting, isn't it? There you go, you didn't know that. Um, good, well done. So, um, first of all, the curse of the law. Paul says, verse 10, for as many as are of the works of the law or rely on the works of the law are under a curse. And he's quoting from Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 27. It's not that the law is bad, okay? It is God's law. But it simply sets a rule, okay? It's just like a factory line. All, as I said before, all the toys that don't look exactly like this are deemed below standard and they are marked rejected. It sets a standard. It sets a baseline of what is acceptable. Just as Apple have set their baseline saying we're not having these guns or, you know, um, the child abuse inquiry has set a baseline of saying these are the judges that we accept and these ones that are not acceptable. It's a, a bit like... Um, uh, on my Ryanair visit, you know, and uh, you go along to the airport and you sort of come along with your bag and, uh, you know, they say, you know, actually it's got to be this size by this size and you, you think, what's good, a measly little size am I going to have to fit in this air, air, airline, you know, so, uh, you know, there it is, case restrictions, otherwise, you know, you pay a hefty fine, don't you? Um, I hope you like the bag I took with me. I just thought, you know, it was, it kind of matches the shirt, doesn't it, really? Um, <clears throat> and we have all sorts of things like that in our society that, that are just laws that are set, okay? And what I want to say is that God's laws are totally fair and just and above reproach, okay? Now, the good Jew considered himself to be accepted by God, um, because he was a child of Abraham, and he kept the law. Interestingly, 
he rejects the Gentile because he wasn't doing these things. He was counted excluded from God's family. He drew a line that hedged off everyone as rejected, excluded, outside of God's blessing. And of course, he himself was inside that blessing. Okay? We're going to have a little... Uh, I'm going to bring some people up to the front. Okay, actually, you guys would be great. Let's, let's have Jan and Chris. Yes, we need uh, six people. Um, uh, yeah, we'll have you, have you guys. Okay, two. And uh, yeah, we'll have you. Yeah, come on, we've almost got the band up here, haven't we? Uh, <clears throat> let's, let's, let's do that. Um, okay, so uh, why don't you just stand up here uh, either side of me? Okay, let's have one of you over there. That's good. Okay. And excellent, excellent, there we are. Okay, and um, what I'm going to do is, um, this is actually what God does, okay? And he says, reject it, okay? <laughs> you just want to thank God, it's not chocolate, okay? <laughs> there we go. Where shall I stick that? On your glasses, maybe? That would be good, that would be good, yeah. Okay. Okay, there we are. Okay. I'm not finished yet on this. Okay. And there we are. And um, Marcus, do you want to come on up here? I have something special for you in here. Okay. <clears throat> and you, of course, set aside from this. Wonderful. Look at that. You see, I, I just, I knew he'd, I knew he'd look good in a hat. That's partly what it was. Um, and, um, so, here they are. Now, actually, Marcus here is this good Jew, and uh, he looks at these guys. He says, these guys are rejected from God's blessing. God's, uh, they're not part of God's family. Uh, in fact, they need to go and stand down there. I think so, yeah. you, you think so, right, absolutely. So down they go. Okay, you just stand there facing everybody. That's good. Okay, and down they go. And basically, here's the line. Uh, okay, and, uh, you know... I'm, you know, I was basically related to Abraham. My, my, you know, you look at my great, 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 great granddaddy. That's, you know, Abraham. Uh, these guys are not, okay? These are Gentiles. They are rejected. Uh, and you've been living a good life, haven't you? Yeah, you, you know the law of God, and you've been living the law of God. And, and there, there's a line, and these guys are basically rejected from God's family and from all God's blessings, actually. Uh, and, you know, it's just good to be up here uh, separated from them. And that is actually what Jesus was coming. And Jesus said, actually, it's actually not like that. You see... I'm sorry to say this, Marcus, but I know that your great, 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 great granddaddy was Abraham, but I'm afraid that you two are rejected. <laughs> and I'm afraid you've got to go down and stand with them as well. Okay, and that is what the Bible says for every single one of us. That's great, you can sit down. Keep your badges on, your little stickers on, because I will bring you up at the end, okay, you can, you can take them off temporarily, I think, if, you, if they're annoying. Um, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All, everyone, not just, not just the Gentiles, but every single one. If we slip in just one little bit, we fall short. 
For as long as you keep the whole law and never sin in just one fraction, then yes, God counts you as worthy and not under the curse. But if any of us have slipped up just one little bit, then we're under this curse, this rejection of God. And uh, it reminds me of kind of one of those kind of buzzers that, ha- that hands, that, you know, that we used to do as a kid. And you're trying to do it and you go around and you've only got to touch it just slightly and it goes off and that's you out. Okay, and it feels like that. You can go through your life and then and who has not touched the buzzer? Well, there was one, okay, and that is Jesus. And Jesus lived a perfect life. He never touched the metal buzzer once. He kept within the law the whole time. But this is the amazing bit. Okay, let's just see the next slide. The amazing bit is that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Okay, Christ actually took himself and he, was, he lived the perfect life. He was not under the curse. He was not rejected from God because he'd lived the perfect life. He was not rejected. He was not under the curse because he actually fulfilled the, the whole law completely. But he took himself and he took himself over the line and he took sin on himself. Let's look at this um, quote from Keller. Notice that Paul doesn't simply say that Jesus redeemed us by taking a curse, but by becoming a curse. Jesus was treated as if he were a sinner, treated as liable for all that a wicked person would be liable for. Legally speaking, he became sin. He was the only one accepted by God who'd passed this quality control test. And yet he became sin for us to put himself under the curse in order to redeem us from the curse. No wonder he called out on the cross in that, in that way that he cried out to God because, you know, where is my father? Suddenly he felt what it was to be separate, what it was to be rejected. He suddenly, for the first time in eternity, he knew what it was to be rejected. And the Father did not come to him because he was taking sin on himself. He became the curse for you and me. And he knew what it was to be separated from the Father and the Father's love. (coughs) Cursed, it says, is everyone who hangs on a tree Interestingly, in Israel, death by hanging was done as a sign that the victim was cursed. So when we read that scripture, it's actually that, that we, we hang somebody on a tree because they're cursed, if you understand that. The fact that the Romans used crucifixion as like their kind of cross as their means of execution was irrelevant 
to all Jews, the fact is that because Jesus hung on a tree, because he was hanging on a cross, he clearly, clearly was cursed of God. This clearly showed that he was a cursed of God person. How could this person be the son of God and be this cursed, hanging on a tree? That's what Paul's talking about here. But Paul links it back to Abraham. And he says this, there's only two ways to be counted acceptable to God. There's two ways to be counted acceptable to God. The first way is to do what Jesus did, is to keep every little jot and tittle of the law and to do exactly what God commands right through your life from beginning to end and never slip up once. That is the first way. That, and if you want to have a go at that, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> okay. Uh, the second way is to have faith like Abraham. And this is what he was bringing us into. So here's the good news now. Martin Luther says, Abraham may have enjoyed a good standing with men for his upright life, but not with God. In the sight of God, Abraham was a condemned sinner. That he was justified before God was not due to his own exertions, but due to his faith. The scriptures expressly state Abraham believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Okay, he counted it. He counted his faith as righteousness. And I'm going to talk about this now. This credited status counted as righteous. Now, put your hands up here. I don't suppose there'll be many, but I'm going to, I'm going to teach you something, okay? about mortgages. <laughs> Who has an offset mortgage? Put up your hand. Is there just you and me, Anne? Is that it? <laughs> Out of everybody here? Okay, okay, well, uh, okay. Two. Okay, let me explain about an offset mortgage, okay? So some of you here are thinking, oh, what's this got to do with me? Let me tell you what it's got to do with you, okay? If we put, put the slide up first. I'll tell you what it's got to do with you. When you go home and see your parents this Easter, Ask your parents, oh, by the way, have you got an offset mortgage, dad, okay, or mum, right? Talk to them about it, because actually they'll, they'll, you'll, you'll find out they'll open up about it. And say, oh, no, no, this is, yes, we have, or no, we haven't, or why, why we haven't, and so on. Okay, so an offset mortgage. Okay, so this is, this is, this is an offset mortgage, okay? Um, basically... You have the debt of your house that you owe, okay? The, the, that's the big green lot of stuff. Okay, the, that's the debt, the big debt that you've got on your house that you owe, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds, particularly if you live in Edinburgh, okay? And then, and then on the other side, you've got your savings. Anything like, you know, you get your money paid in uh, for working that month, and that goes into your current account, okay? As it does so you know your employer pay, pays it into your account and as soon as it goes in it gets counted against your mortgage so actually that bit that that, that bit you only pay interest on the stuff that you, so you might have a few thousand going in and then you actually pay less that month because actually 
It's to do with how much money you've got in your credit account. And so one pays off the other. Just keep the slide up a minute. Um, and this is, I'm going to explain this. So Abraham put his hope and faith in a future hope. He believed that one day God would fulfill his promise. So he believed God and we all have this debt, this debt before God, this debt that I'm under the law, this debt that actually I can't make up myself. But this is the good news, is that Jesus, Jesus, what Jesus did counts against our debt. So it actually offsets our debt. So actually, he's paying, he's, what he did in his life, by living a perfect life, and by us just believing in him, actually changes our status. So what was our status before? What were these people that all had their little badges on their foreheads? What, what's our status? Rejected. Every single one of us rejected. And Jesus comes. He, who wasn't rejected, but actually took on sin and became rejected, then was able to actually offset our debt. The scripture says, For seeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preaching the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, All the nations will be blessed in you. Abraham believed this promise, and it was credited to him as righteousness. He wasn't righteous. We are not righteous. He wasn't righteous. It wasn't that he was a good man, that he was a God-loving man. That wasn't the issue. God chose him. Okay, uh, He wasn't righteous. It wasn't that he was just good and faithful. It was simply that he actually believed what God said to him. And this fact, Paul says, is all we need as well. Jew or Gentile, no matter your background, if you believe, then exactly the same thing will happen to you. We're all cursed and under this law. We all are considered factory rejects. Okay, do, do not come up to the line of what God is saying is perfect life. We all have this outstanding debt that we can never make up. But the good news of the gospel is this, that Christ did. By living a perfect life, fulfilling the law, by becoming sin, being cursed by God actually offset our debt. When God looks at us, when he puts his finger down the list of, let's look at all the rejected ones, what does he see? He sees, oh no, you've got an offset mortgage. You've, oh, I see. No, 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 you believed in Christ. And Je oh, no, Jesus has paid it for you. That's, that's okay. That's the, you, you are now righteous, counted righteous. We were once marred, rejected, and yet now are blessed and accepted, taken into God's family because of what Jesus did. We have many choices in life. Who we marry, where we live, what we do for a living, who we hang out with, what we buy, what music we listen to. But there is one choice that is more important than any other. 
I mean, it isn't something we have to take ages over either. It doesn't need a degree to understand it, and it is this. Do you believe that the claims of Christ, that he is what he claims to be, the Son of God, or do you reject him? Do you accept that he is the Son of God, or do you reject that claim? That is the simple choice you have in your life. The real question is, what about you? The fantastic advantage that we have over Abraham is that so much has already been fulfilled. It's a bit like seeing the last 10 minutes of the marathon. Okay, For Abraham, he had to believe with nothing. Not even He didn't even have any children. But he had to believe that actually God was going to bless all the nations of the world through his seed. And yet he believed God, that God was going to do that through him. We have the benefit of seeing how this has all worked out over thousands of years. We know about the baby born to the Virgin Mary. We've seen how it's all worked through and we've actually can see empires have come and gone and Christ's family remain. Are you going to believe like Abraham did? and receive all that Christ has won for you, credited to your account, or are you going to dismiss him as irrelevant for your life? The latter, if you, if you dismiss him, will leave you like you are, your current state. You are rejected, you are under the curse, you are unworthy and unacceptable. Or, do you receive Christ as your saviour and receive what he's done to offset that so that you can stand accepted before God? Tim Keller says, salvation means much more than forgiveness. We do not simply have our slate can just turn to the scripture. Our slate um, wiped clean. We also become perfect in God's sight, and we stay perfect in God's sight. Let's get these guys up again, okay? <clears throat> Do you want to come on up, all of you? And that's it. Great. There we are. <clears throat> And this is what happens. This is what happens to, to us, okay, when we receive Christ. And he says, you know what? You're, this is how now, how God sees you. You are now in Christ, okay? It's important. It's a status of us where we actually are. We are in Christ. Great. Okay. Even you. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's great. You can see the cool ones, can't you? They're sticking it off their heads. Great. There we go. Uh, and that is our status, okay? If you believe in Christ, if you believe what he's done, that he took, he came under the curse. He didn't have to, but he did. He took on the curse he has fulfilled that 
Just one last point on this. This offset thing. It isn't that our faith, okay, is the thing that offsets us. It isn't that our faith, it's not that actually, oh well, you know, Jackie, it was your faith that actually made you counted as righteous. It was actually what Jesus did. Because of what Jesus did, I'm counted righteous. God looks, he says, I count you righteous. And it's important when we're reading the scripture that we don't kind of jump over the word counted. I'm counted righteous. Am I righteous? Well, I'm counted righteous. Okay, I'm counted righteous because of what Jesus did. Jesus was counted rejected on the cross because he took on sin, even though he'd lived a perfect life. He was counted, he took on sin, and we are counted as being in Christ and therefore counted righteous and therefore no longer rejected but welcomed into God's family, not just here and now, but for all eternity. Yeah? Let's just stand. We're not going to... I'm not asking the band to come up. Let's just... Yeah. Just stand just where, yeah. Lord, I thank you, God. I thank you for the truth of your word and scripture. And I just ask, God, that we would know the wonderful truth that is in your word that helps liberate us. Lord, when we feel unworthy, when we feel like we're not good enough, We stand on this solid ground that, no, I'm not. (laughs) No, I'm not good enough. If you feel like, no, I'm not good enough, this is the great truth. No, you're not good enough. No, I'm not good enough. And there's liberation in that rather than saying, oh, yes, you are. Okay. No, you're not. You are completely rejected. Nothing you can do in your life, past, present, or future, can make you good enough. And Lord, I thank you that actually, but you were good enough. And because of what you did, I'm counted, righteous, accepted, and with you for eternity. I just want to pray for anyone here that that is you you're in that place where you're saying I have never ever done that in my life I've never ever called out to God and saying God I want to do this transaction I want to do this I want to do this transaction today you don't have to take any time over it you just need to make a decision I I I accept what you've done for me and I want to receive that in my life. And you can do that today. And if that's you, I'd like you to uh, go upstairs um, where the prayer is going on and I'd like you to say to one of the ministry leaders there, I am responding to what Matthew was saying. And that's all you need to say. Amen.